Well, hi there. If you're listening to this, you have subscribed to Renaissance Online Radio. This is something new for me. I've never done a podcast before, but uh, after today I won't be able to say that. I appreciate you taking a chance and joining me here. I intend to give you your money's worth and hopefully more than just that. I will look forward to receiving your emails, your questions, your suggestions for things to talk about. In lieu of that, since nobody has joined yet, I'm going to just give you a rundown of what I plan to do with this. On the professional level, I've worked in healthcare for many years. Before that, I had some exposure to aviation, some exposure to mechanicing work, both on cars and on airplanes, and even made eyeglasses for a while. On the hobby side of things, I started out in amateur radio when I was 11. Uh, played with electronics uh, every chance I got ever since then. I've done online uh, work such as website development back when HTML was the thing. Don't worry, I'm not going to be going into those topics very much, if at all. Politically, I didn't have a clue where I was before I went away to medical school. I just knew that uh, pretty much all things politics made me mad, and I tend to resent anyone who tells me what to do, and that includes government. So when I got to medical school, I became exposed to ideas that I'd really never been exposed to before. Specifically, I was surrounded by a lot of folks who were uh, strongly left-leaning, strongly pro-government, and I realized that I'd very simply disagreed with them. Not because I was a supporter of a particular candidate or a particular party, but because they really were into using government to tell me what to do. And I was under this odd impression that that's really not the government's job. As far as the current 2016 presidential race, I... I'm a big fan of Dr. Ben Carson simply because I've known about him since I was a teenager. Uh, He's a physician, not an attorney, um, and uh, certainly not part of the establishment. Of course, there's an appeal uh, just because of that. The same could be said for Donald Trump. However, I tend to not trust Trump, very simply. So anyway, uh, enough about politics for the moment. I do look forward to answering questions on anesthesiology, which is what I do for a living at this point. I think folks really don't have a clue what we do, uh, and uh, I look forward to dispelling myths and uh, calming jittered ner- jittery nerves, if, uh, if you have any and want to know, know some things about... Uh, what we do. Generically, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about specific cases. I certainly cannot talk about um, cases that I have been involved with um, in any great detail due to federal in- interference in, uh, in my practice. Laws such as HIPAA and things of that nature. If you're in healthcare, you understand what I mean when I refer to HIPAA. I got out of residency a little bit after the uh, 
Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare, uh, became the law of the land, as uh, the supporters of that law uh, like to say. And you will find, I'll cut to the chase here, I despise the law, and I will be happy to go off on exactly how badly I despise it and the reasons I despise it uh, in future podcasts. I do want there to be a way that patients who cannot afford health care can receive the care that they need. But the ACA was designed to fail. There was no way, given the way it was designed, that it could be sustainable. And we are rapidly running into the sequela of the decisions uh, made by our lawmakers to create that particular piece of uh, legislation. This probably will not come as a surprise, especially if you know me, that I really think the free market could solve a lot of the problems that we have in healthcare. I'll be happy to discuss that in future broadcasts or podcasts also. The free market has not had any influence on healthcare, any significant influence, in quite some time. Considering it, for a functioning free market to exist, the customer has to be able to know something about the choices that they are making. For example, how can you choose the better place to have your surgery, for example, if you have no information about what it will cost. Further, if you're not the one having to pay for it, why would you even try to keep your costs under control? And so we have third-party payers who are trying to do that by limiting who you can go to see um, and by putting uh, deductibles on your uh, policy that are so high that uh, you really have a big disincentive for uh, going to the doctor to begin with or having anything done. And so through those mechanisms, we're seeing some, well, some influence of free market, but not really because how can you make an informed decision about how to spend your deductible money, for example, if you still don't know how much it's going to cost for your gallbladder surgery or well, pretty much any uh, healthcare procedure that um, that you might have to go have. Now, when it comes to elective things like uh, plastic surgery, things of that nature, you can get a bit of an idea if you're a if you're an intentional kind of person. Um, but even then, most uh, clinics, most hospitals, just can't produce that number for you. I am excited about the, uh, I shouldn't say resurgence, but the uh, trend toward uh, what's uh, referred to as concierge medicine, which in reality is simply old school. Um, doctor comes to your house kind of medicine that's paid for on a subscription basis. My... Uh, family is uh, happily part of a local physician's practice. Um, 
we pay about $135 a month, and he comes to us. The girls have been sick before, and uh, we just uh, made a phone call. He showed up, did a strep test, did a uh, flu test right there, sitting on the couch waiting for the results. We talked about, you know, life. It's really kind of cool because he, as a physician, gets to observe not just his patients, but their environment. And really, you know, if I was into, if if I was practicing a primary care field, it seems to me that it would be a more effective way to provide health care than knock, knock, we're going to start your 15 minutes, what do you need to talk to me about, and then go on to the next one, making up for the uh, significantly reduced um, pay uh, from insurance companies by having to increase the number of patients you see. Unfortunately, that's what it's become in recent years uh, for especially primary care providers, but pretty much all physicians. And that about does it for this first podcast on Renaissance Online Radio. Send us your emails with suggestions for future topics or with any questions you have. Thank you much for subscribing. Have a great day.